Hi, and welcome to A Month in Marketing, a podcast where we're reviewing the latest marketing trends that have taken place over the last month and breaking them down to understand what we can learn from them and how we can implement them in our own marketing strategies. My motivation for starting this podcast is because I always see people talking about the amazing marketing trends, tactics and creativity that major brands do, but often they never break it down to see what we can learn from that and how exactly we can implement that into something for our own companies. So this podcast aims to do just that. My name is Chantelle and I run the multi-service hub Shari and Co. A marketing and communications agency with services that include marketing strategy, content creation, social media management and photography. Thank you so much for joining me today and I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome, welcome to my brand new podcast, A Month in Marketing. The idea of this podcast has been on my mind for a while now. I'm so excited to get started. As this is my pilot episode, I wanted to start off with a little get to know me segment so that we can get a bit acquainted with each other, as I'm sure everyone listening to this right now doesn't know who I am. So I'm going to be answering five questions before moving on to the main episodes. So here we go. Firstly, question number one, what's your name and where do you live? My name is Chantelle and I live in London in the United Kingdom. Question number two, what are your favourite podcasts? So I have a few podcasts that I love listening to. The first one is called Who We Be Talks by Harry Pinero and Henry. They cover so many different topics. I love the banter between the two hosts as well as when they bring guests on from musical artists to comedians, actors, radio hosts, presenters, so many different um, types of people. The conversation that they have is always great. Another podcast that I love listening to is Confident in Killing It by T.Y. Lola Ogunlesi. She is a confidence coach and her podcasts cover topics around confidence building, overcoming imposter syndrome and similar topics to that nature. And she runs so many different workshops and events. I went to a couple over the summer and yeah she's just amazing she's just such an inspiration and she has just been doing phenomenal work she's just great with what she does and just an amazing podcaster another podcast that i love listening to is called over the bridge that podcast is run by four men from london who talk about their experiences from transitioning from london to cambridge university their university life as well as their transition from Cambridge University into the world of work and adulting essentially and it's just so amazing to kind of hear the male perspective of growing up and living life and all the sort of challenges and obstacles that come with that. Those are a few, I recommend all of them, they're just great to listen to. 
so I definitely highly 10 out of 10 recommend question number three so you're wearing a perfume what scent is it and my answer to this question is Versace yellow diamond intense by far one of my favorite perfumes I've ever owned I was gifted this perfume by one of my aunties and let me tell you it is the most amazing perfume I've ever had the one attribute that I really just loved about this perfume not only just the really nice like intense but warm and inviting sweet scent of the perfume but the fact that it was long lasting as well um, whereby I would spray it on myself in the morning and by the evening I would still be able to smell the sort of lovely intense scent of the perfume so I love that question number four do you speak any languages and if so how well so obviously I speak English that's my mother tongue but another language that I say I'm pretty good at is Spanish I would say I'm a bit intermediate but my goal is to you know improve and be fluent so that I can hold a conversation with other native speakers and yeah just improve my speaking reading writing but I need to improve so (laughs) and so question number five what do you do so I'm a marketing and communications manager and I've worked in the industry for about four years now in a variety of different job roles and I've started to freelancing on the side of my main job as a communications consultant and photographer as part of my side business called Shari and Co which I'm running in order to support small businesses they need any sort of advice on their communications and marketing strategies as well as any support in running and managing their social media pages but also if they need support with developing content as well and i'm also the host of this wonderful podcast a month in marketing which i'm so excited to get started and my main goal here is to analyze and review marketing tactics and trends that you know we see brands do on a day-to-day basis and break them down into the principles behind those tactics to understand how we can apply those same tactics for the brands that we own or companies that we're running or even if you are working full-time how you can apply those principles to maybe projects that you are managing as the name suggests i'm planning to do this on a monthly basis and summarize some of the activity that i've observed during the month and doing a breakdown analysis on them and providing some commentary around it as well for the first episode i'm recording this in december 2020 So this is going to be a bit of a blender review of activity that have taken place towards the end of this year but moving forward i'll be reviewing activity for that particular month so without further ado let's get started on the episode so the first campaign that i want to talk about is one that inspired the conception of this podcast 
when the campaign launched i saw it all over my linkedin feed and on twitter it gained so much traction as it was so genius and innovative and it's probably one of my favorite campaigns of 2020 and the campaign that i'm talking about is the london campaign for the new playstation 5. for those who have not seen it what the team did was convert the traditional london underground logo into the four shapes that appear on the game console that is the red circle the purple square the green triangle and the blue cross symbol they then display these symbols outside of oxford circus station on oxford street where the normal underground logo would be what i loved about this activity is that it just worked so well and it made so much sense The traditional logo for the underground is a red circle. So by using that to be allied to the PlayStation, it was just so awesome because now every time someone sees the underground logo, they will now potentially affiliate that with the PlayStation, causing the consumers to now retain the thought of the brand each time they may be commuting from A to B or from their home to work. I'm not the biggest gamer in the world, But by seeing this campaign, it made me want to go out and purchase one, just because of how genius it was. Oh, how I would have loved to be a fly on a wall in the marketing team meetings as they developed and came up with this concept. It is so iconic, and now every time I see the underground symbol, I'm going to always associate it with the PlayStation. So now, what can we learn from this, and how can we apply this to our own projects? For me, It's about thinking about a product or service that you're providing and how you can seamlessly associate that with the day-to-day routine of your potential customers. What can you do to ensure that you can make what seems ordinary relate back to your business? Whilst this doesn't mean you have to go out and spend thousands on a physical display like Sony did with their campaign, This could easily be something that you fit into your marketing copy or even your visuals that you use on social media, for example. The next two campaigns which I'd like to talk about, I'm going to combine them into one segment because although distinct in their own right, they are quite similar. And that's Maya Jammer's Midge Mask launch and Gymshark's We Give the City campaign. So firstly, with Maya Jammer's campaign. For those who don't know, Maya Jammer is a radio personality and presenter in the UK, and she's recently launched her own skincare range, which include face and eye masks. As part of her launch, she released a YouTube video where she hand delivered her products directly to her customers who bought them. It was such a lovely gesture for her to do, and obviously she was adhering to COVID regulations and guidelines, she was able to interact with her customers in person and engage with them. It was definitely a smart move on her behalf because it shows to her customers that if you buy her products, you could end up meeting her in person. But it also goes to show how she wants to really interact with her customers and how much she cares for them. And secondly, Gymshark had a similar concept. Gymshark is an international fitness clothing brand that is headquartered in Birmingham in the UK. Recently, their In Real Life team held their We Gift the City campaign, where they wrapped a double-decker bus in Gymshark branding 
and showed up to the homes of members of their community and surprising them with Christmas gifts that included a Gymshark Christmas jumper and an Apple Watch. How iconic. They filmed their journey going throughout the country giving their gifts and uploaded that video to YouTube. What I liked about this campaign is because like Maya Jamma, they added their personal touch to their brands by directly engaging and connecting with their customers in person. While with Gymshark, the CEO didn't turn up to their house like Maya Jamma. It's not every day that a brand shows up to your hands and gives something to you in person. By doing this, they've both displayed that extra personal special touch that they want to have with their customers. Having that personal connection is so important when developing your brand. And especially with this year, I think it's even more important to show how connected you want to be with your customers, whereby majority of this year, there's been so much of a focus on being on lockdown. It just goes to show by having that personal connection, people are seeing how much they value their customers and even makes people want to go out and buy from that brand. So what can we learn from this and how can we apply this to our own projects? Well, when developing your own brand and building your own business, you can think about how you can add a way to connect with your customers that is special and personal. How can you really show you care for your community that you're building with your brand? This doesn't mean you have to go out and hand deliver all your packages like Gymshark and Maya Jamma did. But how can you enhance your customer journey? Perhaps you can record a video which plays when a customer completes a transaction on your website. And that video is of you, the person who's built the brand, personally thanking the customer for making their purchase. The key here is to have customer retention to ensure that the customer journey is good and personal where possible, to build that special connection and the customer feels cared for. Also, what I loved about the Gymshark video is that they had sound bites from the people that they visited to share what they loved about the brand and the community. This was a great way to have current customers speak to new potential customers. By adding that authentic voice, you're building trust of what the brand is and the value that they can bring. This is a great technique to bring in and generate new leads and new customers. On a side note, I recently purchased from Gymshark. I bought two training leggings for my mum as a Christmas present. And let me tell you, the quality of the garments were excellent, beyond what I've ever seen brands be able to deliver. And I'll definitely be buying from them again soon. But that's just a side note, back to the episode. Now, the next two campaigns I'm gonna mention caused a bit of controversy and a stir on social media. Those were this year's Christmas adverts from Sainsbury's and Tesco. With Sainsbury's, I feel they've had such a consistent message throughout this year, especially when it pertains to equality and diversity. They've been very bold in making their stance clear that they support Black Lives Matter, for example, which is honestly amazing. And it's great to see such a massive brand supporting worthy causes. This has been translated into their Christmas campaign, which this year had three parts to it, 
showing different families enjoying a typical Christmas day. One of the three parts of the campaign depicted a black family, while the other two featured a white family. Off the record, I thought this was a beautiful advert because in the UK, we rarely see black families being portrayed in commercial advertising. So it's so great that Sainsbury's is bringing this representation to their campaign. While this campaign drove a lot of controversy, especially on social media, Sainsbury's themselves defended the advert against the people who were saying that they were going to quote-unquote boycott the store due to the advert. On the flip side, within a similar week that the Sainsbury's advert aired, there was a seemingly different controversy that happened with Tesco's Christmas advert. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, two black actors who were portraying as a couple and were due to be featured in the ad ended up being cut out from the final edit of the campaign. From what was shared on social media, the black couple were not informed in advance that they would be cut out of the final edit and I believe they were supposed to be the main characters of the shoot. So from Tesco's standpoint, it's such a bad look and I think especially given the times that we're in and how equality and diversity has been such a main topic of this year, especially with the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement, it is such a shame that Tesco found themselves in this situation. It gave the impression that Tesco were potentially trying to avoid potential backlash that Sainsbury's were currently experiencing. So, what can we learn from this and how can we ensure that we're applying these principles to our own strategies? I feel from both sides there are so many lessons that we can learn here. Firstly, like Sainsbury's, I think it's so important that there's a consistent brand message that you're providing and displaying that actively through your actions. You need to understand the current times and the climate and ensure you align your message appropriately. I think brands should not be afraid to receive backlash and be ready to defend their stance. Also, with respect to Tesco, they really should have been aware of the current climate and the current times and at least inform the couple first and foremost of the changes that may have happened post-production. But also, they shouldn't be avoiding real issues and avoiding potential backlash and really stand up for what they believe in. In these circumstances, it's so important that teams are diverse to give different perspectives and potentially such situations like Tesco could have been avoided. And there we have it, the end of the pilot episode. Before we wrap up, please ensure that you subscribe and follow the podcast for more upcoming content. Also, leave a rating and comment to let me know how you found this episode and share any feedback you may have. I want to ensure that this podcast is informative and helpful to you all. Did you agree with the lesson shared? And is there anything you feel I missed out on? Please do let me know because I'll be interested to know what you think. Lastly, at the end of all my episodes, I'd love to do a segment called Consultation Minute, 
where you share with me any questions or dilemmas you may have about your marketing communications for your business or projects that you're working on and I will give my candid advice which I'll answer in one minute or less. So if you're in need of any tips to enhance your marketing strategies or you're looking to take your business to the next level please send in your questions or queries via email to info.sharyend at gmail.com with the subject line consultation minute and I will be answering them in my next podcast. The email address can be found in the show notes below. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today and I'll speak to you on the next one. Take care.